This podcast is brought to you by BrunerAcademy.com, your online resource for the best public speaking, presentation, storytelling skills courses. Become a rock star communicator in any setting. Visit BrunerAcademy.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and my goal with each episode is to share stories of people who are recreating their lives or rising above challenges to write their next chapters with authenticity. These stories give me the courage to go after living my best life, and I think they will do that for you, too. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the show so this podcast can continue to inspire next chapters all over the world. What's old is new again. All of a sudden, charcuterie boards are all the rage. They're taking over restaurant menus, Instagram, and Facebook feeds, and creating new entrepreneurs in the process. One of those entrepreneurs is my guest today. She left her job in software sales and turned her side hustle into a thriving business. Monisha Patel is the founder and CEO of Boards by Mo. Hey, Mo, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to have you here. But first of all, I've got to make sure that I'm saying this word correctly. Charcuterie. Is that correct? (laughs) You are spot on. But the various renditions I've heard of that word throughout the years is actually more comical than anything. But you are perfect. Well, I had to look it up and I wrote it out phonetically because I've never been able to say that word until today. So thank you for helping me figure that out. Charcuterie boards, they have a long history that goes back to 15th century France, which people may not even realize. Way before refrigerators, humans needed to preserve their meats so that they could enjoy it and it wouldn't get spoiled. But what exactly is on a charcuterie board? This is always a topic of controversy because the word charcuterie itself is cured meat. That is what people think about when they say charcuterie. Cheese boards and charcuterie boards and the styling of these boards is something that has really just started trending in the last few years. None of us invented cheese and meat, but styling (laughs) it and arranging it in a really pretty way, adding fruit, adding nuts, adding all the accoutrements all around the board and presenting something so beautiful is something that has really just taken off in the last few years. Why do you think they're so popular all of a sudden, Mo? I do think in the last few years, people have really been looking for creative food options, especially if they're hosting or they're doing a date night at home, which is how my company started. Having something really pretty in front of you is just a talking point. It's a it's a wow factor. And I think when people started realizing that they could do a little bit more with a wedge of cheese and some salami, I think it really changed it. (laughs) And it really started my business and honestly, hundreds and hundreds of others around the nation doing the exact same thing that I do. When did your interest and love of making charcuterie boards first begin? I would have to say probably college. My roommate and I, we would make these little boards together and we would binge watch One Tree Hill and we would spend our nights watching episode after episode. But a part of that night was creating a really pretty cheese and meat board that we would be essentially snacking on the entire evening. Has food been a passion of yours since childhood? I mean, how did all this come into being? Not really, but hosting has. I would always tell people when I die, I just want my grave to say through the best party. (laughs) I just want 
to be the host that you always want to come have a party with. Ever since college, I would host these super extravagant, you know, whether it was food, drinks, decor, whatever it was, that has always been my passion. I'm not a good cook. My husband's way better of a cook than I am, <laughs> but I sure can make it look pretty. So that's the <laughs> dynamic in our house is he'll make it and I'll plate it. That's more of my passion than the actual food piece of it. Well, before the pandemic and before you went full time into building your business boards by Mo, you were working in the nine to five job. You were in a sales position for a software company. What exactly were you doing and how did you get into that world knowing that you loved hosting and, and things like that? So I started working at HubSpot, which is a sales CRM and marketing company back in May of 2018. I basically was going into the office every day. I was a quota carrying rep. And so I had my monthly goals that I had to hit. And then the pandemic hit and we all had to work from home, which was very isolating. It was really tough for me, especially in sales. I am a big proponent of salespeople working together and being able to turn around and ask each other questions. And it was really hard for me to make that change. And so I started just doing this on the side on the weekends. Really how it started was I was giving them away for free to hospitals and healthcare workers. On the weekends, I would go to the hospitals and I would drop off like a hundred little snack boxes for the doctors, the medical staff, the admin, the janitors, anyone that was currently working these wild shifts at the hospital. I always thought that this was going to be a two week and then one month and then three months and then six. Like I just <laughs> thought it was going to be until I went back into the office and that never happened. I kept my business going. It got more and more popular. I was still working at HubSpot, but I was in a very unhealthy situation where I was working 80 to 90 hours a week. I had two full time jobs. I set a goal for myself, you know, if my business could generate X amount of revenue for six months in a row consistently, then I would quit HubSpot. And that ended up happening. And I was able to quit May of 2022. It really is an extraordinary story. First of all, thank you for your generosity in sending all those boards to the hospital staff. I mean, I know they had to appreciate it, given everything they were dealing with as well. So two months in, you decide to quit your job, you launch your business. And you were doing both for a period of time. And what's so interesting is that there's a lot of research that says that more than 53% of employed adults changed occupations in 2021 as a result of the pandemic. How did you know, besides reaching your sales goals, Mo, that you were ready to give up the security of that steady paycheck? I started Boards by Mo in 2020. And I didn't quit HubSpot till 2022. So for two years, I did both jobs. That was the scariest move I think I have ever made. It was so uncertain and it was so terrifying. And my husband was in the corner saying, you need to make a decision for your own sake, but also you really need to give this company a real chance. If you're this successful as a brand while only doing it technically part time, think about what could happen if you put your full energy into it. So much truth to that, but I don't have to tell you so many first time businesses <laughs> within that first year go under. It's so hard. What gave you the courage to keep going besides your husband saying you need to make a decision? I started realizing that what I was doing was more than just styling food. So it was truly a way of bringing people together. I remember getting an email from a woman. It was Thanksgiving and she was like, I just wanted to send you a message. 
I have all three of my daughters at home for the first time in eight years. And we're all together for the first time in so long. And I just wanted to send you a note and say thank you. It was so special. And it was so sentimental. And it meant so much to me. Those types of emails and messages and conversations have continued for the last three years. And when I realized that it was my own business and whether it was just styling something on a plate, it really was something special to a lot of people. I feel like it's the main thing that keeps me going when this entrepreneur life gets difficult. One of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Robert Schuler, and you may know this quote is, what would you attempt to do if you knew you wouldn't fail? The real failure in some cases is not trying at all. And you did. And you must feel so proud of yourself for going for it. I have had a lot of ideas that have never come to fruition. I have had a lot of ideas that I have been too scared to attempt, too scared to start. I thought they would take too long. I don't know enough about software. I don't know enough about development. There was always an excuse. There was always some reason not to do it. And this started so organically and so slowly and it grew into what it is today. So there were no more excuses. It already happened. It happened while I wasn't really paying attention. So it really helped move things along. Well, you have received many, many accolades uh, over the last couple of years. You have a 2021 Boston Business Journal 40 Under 40 winner, Harvard Business School Managementor. You've been recognized by Boston Magazine, Boston Business Journal, many other publications for all of your efforts, particularly in entrepreneurship and empowering women in the community. And one of the things that I thought was so wonderful about what you've been doing is that you have taught more than a thousand entrepreneurs worldwide how to start their own small businesses through your business consulting courses. Extraordinary. What are three of the most important lessons that you can share with us if someone is considering taking that side hustle and turning it into their full-time job? For starting out, my biggest piece of advice is you better love what you're about to start because it is so hard. And it's hard to figure out the business side, the operation side, the financial side. There's a lot of people who think, oh, yeah, if I can do this for quick cash or I'll start this and see how it goes. You really need to love what you're about to put a ton of time and energy and sleepless nights and emotion and passion into, because that is what's going to keep you going when a million obstacles get thrown into your path. I think my second part is you have to let go of your ego a little bit. I will be the first to say, I think I'm right a lot. <laughs> and I think starting a business really humbled me. I think it made me realize that you have to listen to opposing opinions. You need to get constructive criticism from mentors, from family, from friends, people who have your best interests, but are maybe telling you, hey, like, Let's get out of this tunnel vision that you're in and let's think about this holistically. How can we change this? How can we make this better, easier, faster? For a while, I was only surrounding myself with people who were like cheering me on and rooting me on and only had good things to say. I didn't start growing until I got that real truth. What was one truth that you got that you went, uh oh, I better listen? The second biggest lesson that I really needed to come to terms with was the ability to trust in the hiring process. For quite some time, I was under the impression that nobody would care about this business the way that I would, and that nobody would treat the customers the way that I needed them to be treated, that it was just going to be too much to hire someone on and have them be as committed as me. And so what was happening, though, was 
I was now getting stuck doing everything and there was no (laughs) one to help me. And we were busier and busier and busier. And I was holding myself back. It took me about six months, I would say, to hire my first person. And it was really because the job was becoming less fun for me. I was doing just too much and I stopped enjoying so much of the process. And that's when I realized that, okay, I need to interview well, ask the right questions, bring a solid person onto my team, and then make them feel valued and make them feel like this is a mission that they want to be on with me. And that's exactly what happened. My first hire is still with me. It's going to be her three years this year as well, which is crazy to me. But I tell her all the time, if she had not joined me, I would have shut this business down already. I'm very glad that I got past that mindset and I allowed myself to trust somebody and train them and bring them along this journey. She also just quit her nine to five and joined me full time recently, which was huge for us. Pretty amazing. Okay, one more important lesson. Lesson number three, if somebody wants to turn that side hustle into their full time job. I didn't do this, but I highly recommend it for everybody create a plan for yourself, like an actual realistic plan with tangible and measurable goals, whether it's from a financial perspective or just things that you want to accomplish in the next month or three months or six months. I was just winging it and I was all over the place. Things felt very messy, very disorganized at the beginning. Again, because I didn't know this would be a full-time thing. I thought it was just a couple of days a week. That really slowed me down. I think if I had taken some time to sit down and create a plan, create some goals, some dates that I was trying to hit those goals by, I think it would have changed the whole process for me. This all worked out exactly how it should have, in my opinion. But if you are starting a side hustle, create some type of game plan for yourself. One of the things that I think is really also impressive, the fact that you figured out the hiring process, but you also have six women on your team, one of whom you just said has been there with you from the beginning. You also, which I think is so interesting, offer workshops in corporations, you do catering. I'm very curious, Mo, how has owning this business and running it enhanced your life, created your best life? It is really, really powerful to watch this company grow because of decisions that I make. It has made me feel more empowered, more confident in every aspect of my life, knowing that I started something from scratch and turned it into what it is today. And I don't think I had that confidence before. I've always been good at my jobs. I've always been able to get things done. But there is a really, really special feeling knowing that you created something from the ground up. We had a VIP, like exclusive corporate client appreciation event a couple of weeks ago, and I was watching all of my clients walk in and it was just an invite to drink wine and eat cheese and celebrate with us. That's all it was. There was nothing else to it. We had some huge people walk in and I literally had to go to the bathroom because I started crying. I was so overwhelmed with the amount of support, but knowing that that's something that started from nothing is just a feeling I've never experienced before. And being able to experience in this capacity is just so special. I get to make decisions with my team. I get to plan the trajectory of this company with my team. We are creating it. And it's really, really cool to think about. It absolutely is. I have one more question, though. How is it having two entrepreneurs in the house with your husband and you? Oh, my God. I don't know if I would wish this upon my worst enemy. (laughs) (laughs) 
we've had to set some pretty strict boundaries and it's really tough because we are both very passionate about what we do. And if we let each other, we would be up till two or three in the morning in our separate offices, just emailing away and and being really excited about it. And we'd be like, oh, how'd it go today? Oh, like we would totally fuel each other in that sense. But that's not good. No. <laughs> at all hours of the night. And that happened for a long time. So now we have a no phones dinner rule. So at least by the time dinner phones are away, like let's actually enjoy time together. We have date nights. We kind of had to remind ourselves that as excited as we are about what we're doing, which is such a special feeling, it's not our whole life. And we need to remember that we're married, we have friends, we have family, we love to travel. There's so many things that we're still passionate about outside of work. It's not easy. There were many fights. There was a lot of contention that was held for those 3 a.m. mornings that were just locked in an office. It it was really tough, but I think we're at a good place now after many years. Well, it may have taken time to get there, but I'm going to say that's important. Lesson number four. I asked you for three, but that's number four, right? Absolutely. Hey, everyone, if you'd like to learn more about Monisha and her charcuterie boards, simply go to boardsbymo.com. Just like it sounds, boardsbymo.com. The pictures alone will have you salivating. Mo, this show is about people who take chances to move their lives forward in a new direction. And you certainly have done that and shown us today how to do it and given us some great advice, I might add, as well as to how you did it. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to think that something that once was a necessity is now a way of bringing people together all around simple but elegant food. Another way we can all live our very best life. Until next time, be well and bon appetit. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud. Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.